Okay, so to be honest, I drew a picture. Do you guys want me to show you the picture? No. Oh. I'm just oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Where did I put the picture? Hold on a second. Oh, I'm feeling Audrey's a giant troll. Welcome to the ninth episode of our podcast, Tales from the Table. Guys, it's our ninth episode. If we do one more, it's going to be ten. That's how and numbers work. the podcast work. will be over. <laughs> no, the podcast is going to be yeah, over I'm pretty sure that's episodes. how that works, right? Uh-huh. D&D just goes to second level, right? And then you're just yeah, done. Yeah. I mean, I've had plenty of campaigns that didn't make it past first level, but... Uh, but this one is not one of those ones, because we did, in fact, make it to second level last time. Woo! Ooh. I am Cloud. I'm the dungeon master and creator of this adventure, and around our table we have... Athanasius. Flower. And Caden. All right, so last time, the squad found out what it had been laying all those nasty eggs. A truly giant centipede, which gave them quite a battle. Uh, it took all their wit and skill, but in the end they prevailed, and the beast's death opened up a way forward into the heart of the ruins. What further dangers and mysteries will they find there? And will they succeed in retrieving the powerful artifact they seek? Probably Find out not. right now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find out now. Wait, with the level up, do we get our spell slots back or no? Um, you guys are, so no, you would get your new spell slot that you just unlocked, and then depending on what you guys do next, you might get some more. So I'm just going to quick remind you guys how the situation stands. The dead centipede fell, a bunch of its shining sort of magical ichor flowed out into some of those channels that were engraved in the floor, and they caused... Uh, a sort of like a bunch of floating pieces of roadway to sort of rise into the air to the level of your island. So you can sort of explore where those lead if you want. And then the dead centipede is sort of just lying there across some of the floating islands in the fractured tower where you were fighting it. And a flower uh, was... Um, was taken pretty badly in the battle and is currently paralyzed by the centipede's venom. And I think... Oh! How could I forget? And Caden is currently floating in the air. That's About right. About 10 feet in the air, yeah. We... That lasts like an hour? I think it only lasts 10 minutes, actually. Oh. I know. I know. So that's that's how matters stand. We have a floating halfling, a dead centipede, a paralyzed... Snake Man and Virginia and Athanasius are a bit scraped up, but uh, still conscious and uh, earthbound, sort of. I mean, you're still on floating islands in the sky, so. All right. I'm just going to lay here unconscious until you guys decide what to do. You're not actually unconscious. I, I'm at zero hit points. True, but the centipede has that weird ability where their venom. I'm stable, but still unconscious, I believe. So oh. I don't have to roll death saves, but. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you are still regain consciousness. You're you're paralyzed but stable. So I'm I'm going to go check out Flower and 
make sure there's nothing nasty going on. Kaden will float it over. Scoot on with Gust. So here, oh yeah, you have Gust. I was going to say that like you really actually can't control your movement unless you push off of something, but you do have Gust, so you can lazily sort of drift yourself over there using your uh, wind magic. You're bobbing like a balloon, like one of those Macy's uh, parade floats. <laughs> yeah. What are the rules for inspiration? Uh, interesting question. If I gave you inspiration then you have a d20 that you can roll at any time when you would make a different check with a d20. So a save, rolling to hit, anything so like can that. basically think... have advantage on Yes, yeah, yeah. It gives you advantage on a single roll of a d20. I think death okay. saves are the exception, although that's like a DM oh, to DM yeah. caveat. Yep, I, th- I think that's correct. Fine, then I'll just die. <laughs> you're you, perish yeah with with athanasius's new stuff that we just talked about in our little bonus little bonus mini pod uh no one's probably going to be dying unless they're killed outright athanasius is very good at keeping people from dying and uh getting better at making things die too he's a pretty scary death boy now caden's doing backflips <laughs> you just kind of like um i'm imagining kind of you know those like indoor uh what do they call it oh my god what's the thing where you jump out of plane skydiving those indoor skydiving places where it's got like the big fan and you're just you're just doing little like backflips and and springs and cartwheels in the air yeah i'm waiting for athens to heal flower okay how are you how are you feeling about the the fact that you just like started levitating for no particular reason you could tell. And that was the second thing that happened. You cast Chaos Bolt without meaning to... Nearly hit Athens. Yeah. Nearly. Well, I don't know how to feel. I don't know why it happened. Okay. I'm just going with the flow. (laughs) Really interesting look into Caden's inner emotional state right there. (laughs) So can I tell that Flower is unconscious but stable? I would say so, yeah. Uh, this also isn't like the first time. I mean, this happened to you earlier, so. Right, but I'm on the opposite side of it now, so I'm asking if I can like tell. Yeah. What's going on? I would think so. Uh, there, there's a similar wound. You can see where the centipede bit flower and sort of crushed. I mean, he doesn't look great. Like, there's a big gash across his chest where he got hit by the centipede's mandibles. And, you know, maybe a couple of his ribs are kind of crushed. And then spreading out from that wound, you can see that same glowing in his veins under his skin that you saw in you and possibly in Virginia as well, I think. I, I forget, back when you fought the smaller centipedes. Yeah, I think Virginia did get hit once. Yeah. And then Caden dipped his, or got his hand in the goo from the eggs and you you've seen this phenomenon several times now so you should be pretty familiar with it okay well since flower is unconscious i'm going to cast cure wounds okay um with this spell slot i just got for leveling up um and since flowers is zero hit points uh it automatically heals for the max which right now is 11 oh hell yeah I'm back. Still paralyzed, but back. Yep. Yep. All right, cool. 
give me like an hour and I'll be up on my feet. <laughs> yeah, so like basically you guys if you wanted could take a bit of a rest while Flower is recovering from the paralysis or you could not do that. It's up to you guys. Just carry me. We'll keep going. It'll be fine. <laughs> Caden lifts up Flower and they float together away. Yeah. I I don't think even with like a natty 20, Caden could lift Flower. Flower weighs like 300 pounds. So when you say natty 20, what you mean is a 19 with strength? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it's not. I, I don't think there's any universe where that could happen. Flower's a lot of snake man and, and Caden's a fairly... Really small halfling dude. So maybe I want to want to explain. Uh, you gave me a second to think about it because I didn't know you were going to ask that question before about how Caden feels. And it's like, oh yeah, I guess uh, you know he just sees he's still kind of discovering all of his powers and stuff. Yeah. And this whole world is, you know, the what was it, the cataclysm? What, what the calamity. Calamity. Yeah. Not a World of Warcraft expansion. (laughs) So, I mean, he just knows things are crazy. So, he doesn't necessarily see it as this is a thing that happens to me. He's like, I don't know why this happened. That's fair. Things are really crazy. And the best he can do is try to not hit allies with damaging spells. Which he didn't. So, no no hard feelings. There we go. Yeah, at... Athens is 100% waiting for Flower to recover. Okay. Do you guys want to take a short rest then? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. You guys can roll hit dice if you want to, and you each get a spell slot back and all that good stuff. I can't still at full health. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, after... So a few minutes into your rest, which lasts an hour, you you feel the, the levitation start to sort of fade and you sort of bob gently back to the ground and you plummet down because you're over one of the chasms and you die (laughs) (laughs) story checks out time to roll new character (laughs) oh no let's not do that let's just not do that no i'm not no i'm not gonna say you you fall to your death unless you want to fall to your death i mean no no i I didn't didn't think so all right yeah, at the end of... So you guys spend an hour yeah, doing doing whatever you'd like to do. If there's anything else you guys want to do during the hour that you're sort of waiting for Flower to recover, uh, let me know. So what's this icker in the ground? It is the... Sort of what the centipede had instead of blood. I'm not sure if centipedes actually have blood. I guess I need to do a little biology research. But like, it's internal fluids uh, that were all sort of glowing with yeah some sort of magic you're not exactly sure quite what's going on there but you've seen it you've seen the phenomena all around in this place right. now uh, what's, in this... you said it's like filling out the designs in the floor yes yeah it when the centipede died it sort of gushed out of its body in kind of a bunch of different places and ran into those channels that had been cut in the floor and filled those, and as it did, it activated some of the magical properties of the room, even though the floor had been fragmented. It was still able to work to a certain extent, and it caused some uh, di- some distant pieces of the ruin to come a little bit closer to you guys. 
It basically made a bridge. It made a bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now that the centipede's been dead for a while, is um, the stuff flowing out of it still, like, glowy and ickery? Yeah, the stuff seems to have... It's maybe glowing a little less intensely than it was at first, but it doesn't seem to be in imminent danger of of fading. Okay. It's probably going to fade over time, but it, it not within the span of an hour. All right, after the hour is up, Flower starts to slowly regain motion in all his limbs, his little fingers and his big fingers and the tip of his tail and his wiggly snoot. <laughs> I'll start moving again. He all starts right. to be able to twitch his pecs, but like independently, <laughs> like some people can do. Not show off or anything. <laughs> I no, no, of course not. All right. Left, right, double, double. <laughs> I'm I'm up I'm up. <laughs> Athens looks visibly relieved. Virginia looks pretty relieved as well, although because she'd seen this happen before, she she knew that it would eventually go away, so she wasn't too panicked or anything. Oh yeah, that person's with us. Yeah, Virginia's mm. still there. She's she's looking a, a little bit maybe worse for wear. She's a, a little bit bloodied up. She maybe took some bandages and wrapped up the worst of her cuts and stuff like that while you guys were resting. Sharpened her sword a little bit. All right. Does is everyone good? I've got. I sort of rub my fingers together. I got a little bit of a little bit of juice. If anyone needs me to close up any any wounds. Athens is at full, I believe. Valen looks himself over as if he doesn't already know that he's fine. <laughs> you see, like a little paper cut in your finger, and think about it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Virginia is just gonna wordlessly sort of wave you off. She's she's fine. She'd rather you save your juice for in case you run into more trouble later on. All right. Well, I'm starting to think about dinner a little bit, or at least like a late lunch. Um, is there any meat in this this giant centipede? Oh, interesting question. I don't know. Oh, now, now it's showing that I didn't do any research on centipedes before I started I keep, this. I keep thinking like crab, where you like crack open the shell and there's just like white meat inside. You know what? <laughs> I for doubt the sake bugs of, work like that. For the sake of fantasy, sure. You can, there, there's got to be something in there. I'm not sure how <laughs> bugs work. I'm not sure if it's exactly meat, but I mean, uh, Flower, you tell me. Uh, are insects usually part of the diet of... The serpent folk that live in relish. Um, there certainly aren't giant ones, and it's kind of labor intensive to try to collect enough insects to, you know, eat as a common dish. So I think for that reason, they're sort of more delicacies and fancy okay. hors d'oeuvres and such. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I watched like a weird, I don't know, cooking show once that was about like Amazonian Brazilian cuisine, and it had to do with ants and. Anyway, it wasn't, it actually, this one, this particular one was not Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain? Uh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'll see myself out. Boo, (laughs) Okay. I would clap right now if I didn't have to use my push to talk to clap. All right. So yeah, you can, if you want, you can kind of dig around in this centipede a little bit, see if there's anything worth eating in there. There probably is. around, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to use your uh, your cook your cooking powers? Hell yeah! I'll harvest something edible in there and sort of wrap it up in skins and save it for dinner. Kate Caden says, "Flower, are you going to eat the bug?" I'm like, 
several, you know, <laughs> up to my elbows in it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make it for all of us. Caden gags. <laughs> It'll be great. Don't worry. I'll make it taste Ethan's, amazing. Uh, like turns away a little bit and throws up in his mouth. Caden's <laughs> more taken aback by flower looking to eat mug than he was by getting levitation randomly cast on him. Yeah, that actually makes perfect sense. <laughs> so, Just a little bit of garlic and you won't even, it won't even matter. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think Virginia looks a little bit like slightly green uh, also, but doesn't say anything because she's trying to be polite. I think oh my gosh. Athens kind of just like pulls out some of their field rations and like sniffs them and realizes that those are probably disgusting too and just kind of shrugs. Can drink some tea. <laughs> All right, so where do we go from here? Well, there are floating chunks of road stretching out before you if you would like to explore that area. Oh, Flower is not excited about that. No. More, more oh, aerial That's right. Stuff. You figured out that you were. Um, I belong on the ground. So <laughs> we're afraid of heights. Yeah. To be clear, are we looking at? You said floating chunks of road. Are you talking about like out that east entrance? Yeah, yeah. It's out the. the it's out the. What if you're looking at the map? What's the right hand side? There's like yeah, the, the a east gap. entrance. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's get going. <laughs> yeah. And that's right. the only way to go. There aren't any other other ways. Hey, you guys can try whatever you want. You're in a big, crumbly tower. There's all these, uh, sort of floating chunks of floor. Beneath you is open sky, so that doesn't seem super promising. And if you looked around, you didn't really find any more like tunnels leading off or anything. Just sort of the trapdoor you came through. But wow. you could, I mean, you can try whatever you want. Okay, how high are we? Because I don't remember climbing hundreds of feet worth of stairs. By now, you're pretty high off the ground. And there's magic bullshit going on, which is why it's, you know, uh, people can't see it from the town. And <laughs> Yay for magic bullshit. Yeah, you know what? It's just fantasy bullshit. And you, uh, you're, somehow you're hundreds of feet in the air. It's a dizzying fall. Caden's not dizzy. All right, well, I guess, yeah, Flower takes a look around and doesn't see any other obvious mate ways of going forward. So, great. <laughs> let's let's hop on these these big chunks of stone and hope they hold us and don't send us falling. Let's go. Oh, also, Caden converts his spell, his sorcery points into a first level spell slot. Athens is going to go, like, right behind flower so that he can help him out if there's any issues actually flower probably has it easier than the rest of you because his i know long, ironically <laughs> i know his long body is able to stretch over you know any small or even medium gaps that there might be whereas the rest of you kind of have to hop from one chunk to another some of the chunks are really long and some of them are a little bit smaller uh, as you sort of go along this road which is a pretty straight shot to another island. Uh, and that one looks like it is pretty dang close to the center of the ruins. So it's a, it's a good place for you guys to go. As you travel along this road, more clouds. You've sort of been, the ruins are sort of enveloped in clouds anyway. But as you go along, the clouds sort of draw around you a little more thickly and darkly. 
looks like uh, there might be a storm eventually at some point. And as they do, uh, you actually suddenly see this like bright, these bright beams of light shine through some of the dark clouds. Uh, and there's suddenly this really, really loud sort of like rattling buzzing sound. And out of the clouds, you see kind of like a whole pod of maybe like four or five giant dragonflies actually uh, shoot out from these clouds. The bright beams of light are coming from their eyes. Uh, their eyes are glowing very intensely, sort of shooting these rays of light out. And they, uh, they don't bother you. They don't come too close. Uh, they sort of just dart back and forth over the ruins and then and then go back into the clouds. Their wings are sort of trailing streams of mist as they go. By giant, how big are we talking here? Yeah, big enough for you to ride, for sure. If you were so inclined to try. I don't know how you would do that, but like that big. You cut out. All we heard is if you were so inclined to try. Uh, like big enough that you could ride on their back for sure. <gasps> oh, yeah. good to know. If you were so inclined to try, uh, I'm not sure exactly how you would make that work, but that's that's up to you. But yeah, like big, as big as the giant centipedes were giant. N not as big as the giant, giant centipede, but like the, the smaller ones that you fought earlier. There's a lot of big bugs up here. There sure are. And if you remember, the big old centipede we fought, it was wounded, so there's definitely something else that 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 bit it. We should be on the lookout for that, too. Yeah, and before that even, you found a centipede that had already been killed, and it didn't look like it had been killed by another centipede because you found a knife in its side. Yeah, I was thinking more that the adventures that the company sent up before us had wounded the big guy um that was a couple of months ago oh so so not that probably. no because the wounds were still fresh they were still dripping ichor part of the giant centipedes one leg had been sort of like cut off and the centipede that was that you found in the first room that had been killed had been killed recently because its fellows had only just started to eat it well cool do we reach the the next yeah island? you do yep Yep, yep, yep. As you continue along this road and you see the clouds and those dragonflies that dart overhead and eventually you reach another island. This one is is vast and has several different uh, like tiers and levels to it and uh, a bunch of ruined buildings. But one of them, there appears to be uh, a fairly easy way in there, sort of still an intact open doorway uh, and you can pretty easily duck inside if you want to. Cool. And about what time of day is it now? It's probably getting a little bit late, honestly, because uh, you guys have been doing quite a bit of fighting uh, and exploring and you, oh man, it's been so long, but I think you guys reached the ruins uh, in early in the afternoon, I think. So it's probably, the sun is probably just setting at this point. Okay. Yeah. Well, we probably want to bunk down unless we want to Yeah, we should be find... fighting at night. There's a storm coming, though, it looks like. We should get inside. Athens nods. Caden's eyes widen. Oh, at the thought of a storm? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you duck inside this chamber, uh, it's pretty empty. A bunch of the walls have been more or less ruined in a bunch of places. So there's like a bunch of huge heaps of boulders. And this is a pretty tall tower to begin with. So they, it's still walls effectively but it's instead of walls made of like nice 
stacked stones with mortar in between. It's like big piles of, of rubble on uh, maybe like half of the chamber. And then on the other side, it looks like there are two doorways. One of them is uh, blocked off by a pretty large pile of rubble and boulders. Uh, and the other is just a normal uh, sealed stone door. And when you look at it, it looks slightly familiar. It looks a lot like the door that had the puzzle lock on it, if you remember, back on the first island. Except that the lock on this door is a lot less elaborate. It doesn't have the rings around the outside. It just has that circular depression in the center and then a bunch of lines radiating out from it. And that is all. I don't understand this door. I glance over at Athens since this seemed to be his forte. I investigate the door further. Okay. When you go over and you take a look at this door, yeah, you see that, yeah, it has a similarity to the one you saw before, but it's a little simpler. It doesn't have those fancy interlocking rings. And Athanasius, as you look at this door a little bit closer, uh, you probably try to open it and it's very firmly closed. It doesn't really have like a door handle or anything that you can see anyway. It's just kind of like a solid slab that won't move when you push on it. Okay. But there is actually an inscription next to the door that you can read, and it says, Energy Overflow Emergency Bypass. Uh, I relay that to the group, particularly to Virginia. Uh, I think her brow kind of scrunches up, and she says, Energy overflow emergency bypass you're you're sure of your translation mr anguissian probably 95 percent sure all right she she doesn't have any idea what that might mean that's just as much of a mystery to her as it is to you how much work would it take to get this rubble out of the way of the second door yeah vertinia is probably a little more interested in in looking at that uh she it's a pretty big pile of boulders it would take a lot of time and effort to shift it i have a crowbar okay <laughs> a crowbar might help but only that a little changes bit things <laughs> also it looks like it might be kind of dangerous um some of the rocks are really big and if you shift it in the wrong way one of them could maybe come loose and and hurt somebody if you're not careful about it you know i would ask if i could just use earth tremor but the thing about earth tremor is that it causes difficult terrain yeah um, just make things worse <laughs> yeah <laughs> collapse this... the whole tunnel <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say this this tower already is is pretty Cause collapsed the entire island to fall from the sky you might not want to collapse it anymore and it's all all completely covered like we couldn't squeeze caden in no uh, but if we oiled him up i do have oil well <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say you guys look you could probably, you think that you could make an attempt to clear a hole big enough for Caden to go through, maybe, with about four hours of hard labor. And I'm going to have you make some checks to see if anything goes wrong while you do that. Ugh. Four hours in the evening? Yeah, it's not a four great, not a great situation. Yep. It's a big pile of heavy boulders and and rubble that doesn't sound worth it can i check around out around the rest of the room see if there's anything we might have glossed over 
Sure. Why don't you roll me an investigation check? Seven. Yeah, you are kind of going around on the floor, poking around. You don't see a whole lot. You do notice that there are a whole bunch of other piles of rubble, though. Some of them are quite, some of them are quite, like, tall. Like, it's almost like, I might not be describing this right, almost more like rock slides than anything. So, like, making big slopes of boulders. How, there's a ceiling above, right? How sturdy does that look? Uh, the ceiling's got some holes in it, but it's pretty high above you. Would there be any way for us to climb up the piles and get out onto the roof? Out onto climb the roof? Climb it up, throw Caden up, and then have him gust up and, and get through a hole. <laughs> you could certainly try. Sure. I mean, if you if somebody climbed up one of these piles of boulders, maybe you could find some more handholds in the wall and then get up to the ceiling. That could work. Yeah, I'll start, I'll start trying to scrabble up. Oh, okay. All right, flower. Okay, as you... Can can I cast jump on myself? Sure. Like, I think you can always cast jump on yourself if you want to. Well, it says you touch a creature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can tr- you can cast it on yourself. You can touch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you do, but you have to touch your butt in order to cast, cast it. There's always a catch. <laughs> if I cast jump on somebody else, would they be able to jump onto the roof through a hole? I don't think jump gives you quite enough distance for you to just be able to, like, spring into the air from there. Uh, But if you cast jump on someone, they might... I'm thinking, like, they they stand on rubble as high as they can, and then they jump. Yeah, that... Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. I could maybe get one of you guys up there if you'd rather go. I think Nick Boy is probably the strongest climber among all of us. Yeah, but Caden's the smallest, so you have an easier time getting through holes. It's true. You want me to go? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just be here to give you a hand. Flower can toss you. I'll toss you. And then you can double jump on air like Mario. Go out. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. What? How did we rule on jump and my special awesome ability? It's supposed to be that the winds surround you immediately before or after. So you could cast jump on yourself and then the winds surround you and then you jump and fly into the air. Yeah, okay, sure. Don't abuse, don't make me regret this, okay? Don't kill yourself with fall damage, in other words. No, he has feather fall. I just want to be fall. safe from jumping onto the roof. I'm going to say, even with all that, you can't jump onto the roof. Here's what you can do. You can jump to the top of one of the piles of rubble, and then from there you can try to jump well, onto the roof. I was, yeah, I was going to get onto the pile of rubble. Okay, and then okay. The okay. Roof. All right, yes. You can, you can do that if you'd like. Do I need to cast jump to get on the roof? Uh, from the top of the pile of rubble, yeah. You're going to need some extra distance in order to be able to get through there. Unless you want to, like, find handholds and footholds and climb up the top, like, the that wall of the tower. Dangerous. Yeah, I mean, you, you could, though, if you wanted to. Okay, no. Caden wants to cast Jump on himself, and then he just, like, soars into the air. All right, onto the top of one of the rubble piles? No. I guess I have to climb up the rubble pile first, so you want me to make a check for that? Uh, no, you don't have to make a check for it. Um, Why don't you roll me Perception, though, when you climb onto the top of the rubble pile? So that would be a 13. Okay. 
Yeah, you climb up onto one of these piles of rubble. You sort of check out to see which one you think is going to give you the best shot of getting through one of the holes in the roof. And when you climb up, you dislodge a couple of stones and you actually see that there is a hole in the wall. Looks like it leads to a small tunnel. It's a good thing you're small because you can probably fit inside. So is this like pile rubble up against the wall? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, these are like places where parts of the wall have fallen down a little bit and uh, some of them have formed, like I said, like these rock slides up against the wall. Okay, and so I accidentally dislodge a rock and I look through and I can see the outside or I guess I see a tunnel that goes further back than the wall should. Yes, yeah. It looks like... Usually, or sometimes in castles, walls have interiors. Right. Looks like you might be able to access the interior of, of this part of the wall here. Hey guys, there's a hole in the wall. What, what's How in it? How big is it? I, it looks like, I don't know, but this tunnel, like pointing at the area where I just lost the rock, this tunnel looks like it goes further back than the wall does. It's not going to collapse, is it? I look in there again as if that would help. <laughs> uh, you you don't see a whole lot. It looks pretty dark. It, I mean, I guess you don't really know whether it's stable or not. It, everything else around you has collapsed. So that's, you know, so there's I, probably a I chance. I took a moment to pause and look back in the tunnel. And then I turned my head back towards them. I have no idea. Well, you won't know unless you find out, huh? How big is the hole? The hole is not very big. It's big enough that Caden can go in comfortably. Uh, Athanasius or Flower would have to squeeze. Flower might have an easier time of it because, you know, snake. It's not very big. Maybe enough for one at a time and you might have a little trouble, Athens. Athens just kind of shrugs. You might need to break out that oil. (laughs) Yeah. I've got it. Should, should I go no, in? Or... He's going to let someone oil him up. That's definitely Snake Boy. Exactly. Should I go in or keep going to the roof? Yeah, check it out. Are you guys going to come up here? Okay, yeah. I'll start climbing up the the rubble pile, peer in. Okay, yeah. you. It's a little bit rough. Some some stones kind of shift as you kind of slither up the rock pile. But you, you make it up there and, yep, sure enough, there's a hole. It looks pretty pretty dark and that's kind of all you can tell i can like tie a rope around you so if you you fall through you won't just go plummeting to your death and you can go in there and crawl around and see what's in there that'd be great cool Caden, <laughs> the one member of the group who will never go plummeting to his death because he has feather fall um... <laughs> so i assume it's like pretty dark down there right yeah when you go when you crawl into this tunnel it's basically just kind of like a bit of a tunnel that's sort of naturally been hollowed out in the wall uh at some points you you get to a bit more of an open space and then at some points it's a little more narrow and it turns it curves to the i'm bad with directions to around the outside of the wall as if you the circular wall as if you are going in a counterclockwise direction okay so, okay, so if you remember when you, okay, you came into this chamber, this is the problem with having to use our imaginations a little bit. So you came into this chamber, a bunch of it was kind of collapsed. There was a door with a lock 
And that was at the position of the clock that was uh, like 10 o'clock. And then there was a, uh, looked like there was probably a hallway behind it blocked with rubble, but it would have taken you a long time to shift at noon. So straight ahead. Then you found this little tunnel, uh, maybe at four o'clock. And now you're going counterclockwise uh, along the outside of the wall. So back so towards... eventually get back to where we couldn't shift the rubble from. And in fact, eventually you do find the end of the tunnel uh, and it comes out and you are in a hallway and it looks like you're on the other side of the rubble. And you can see the the back of the rubble pile from where you are. Huh, okay. Well, we got you to the inside. Now you get to tell us what your plan was. Hey guys, I'm on the uh, other side of that rubble pile by that door. What? Hey! <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> well, cool. Is there any way to open it from there? I mean, I could, or you could come through the hole. Yeah, alright, I'll come through the hole. I have one idea. Well, what, what's your idea, Caden? Use Thunderwave. Oh my god! Well, that uh, that would have some interesting consequences. I'm not saying it wouldn't work. I, I mean, nobody knows what my idea is yet, technically, so... Yeah, I'm coming through the hole. <laughs> yeah, okay, Athens will try to squeeze through the hole, too. Okay, are any of you, are any of you claustrophobic? <laughs> nah. No, not but maybe Athanasius. I was wondering about him, mostly. Nah. Nah. Oh, you're fine. You you face that tight, skinny, squeezy tunnel with with no fear whatsoever. How does Virginia take it? Uh, she seems okay. Maybe a little stressed, but she's she's made of pretty stern stuff. She once she realized that uh, you guys had found a tunnel, she she was fine with following you guys through it. She goes through on on hands and knees, and she's much slighter than. Athanasius, so she probably has a little bit of an easier time of it than he does. Are you calling me fat? No, you're the one who keeps yes. insisting that you're very muscly and brawny and big. That makes you weigh a lot. Yeah, so you know, sometimes yeah, somehow, there's a downside with a plus to having zero strength. Yeah, sometimes there's a downside to all those hours you spend at the gym and you have a hard time squeezing through a tiny tunnel. Uh, you mean at the library bench pressing language volumes? Yeah. And I mean, you know, now maybe you're starting to regret that decision a little bit. <laughs> unlikely, knowing Athanasius. <laughs> Completely unlikely. It's not a decision he's ever going to regret. Okay, you guys pop out in this hallway, and all of a sudden you hear a very loud crash coming from the other end of it. Not the way you just came, the other way as it extends forward. Well, that's just dandy. Yep. A really loud smashing sound as if a huge boulder just smashed into the ground. And you hear also a yell. Wait, you said there was a scream. Is Virginia out of the hole with us? Yeah, she is. Okay. Uh, she immediately, her elf ears stand straight up and uh, she is, uh, she draws both her swords. Yeah, I was gonna say that I draw my crossbow. All right, follow suit. Shields up. Yeah, the sound appears to be coming from whatever's down at the other end of the hallway. 
and as you you go down the hallway it's pretty long and then eventually uh there is kind of like a there's a door but it it's slightly ajar so you can push it open if you if you want to I'll do uh, from that. inside th- the noise is only getting louder there's clearly a uh, some sort of fracas going on inside huge thumping sounds uh smashing lots of lots of noise a couple other grunts although no more yells there's a kerfuffle kerfuffle i'll push the door open what's going on in there uh you push the door open and you see there you're in this is a pretty large again circular uh stone room and right in the middle of it a fairly i would say like medium tall uh figure in black clothes with a hood up is fighting one of the golems that you saw only in pieces earlier but this one is not in pieces this one is up and it is moving and it is fighting it is throwing around its giant stone fists and as you watch it shoots a beam of energy out of a glowing orb in the center of its chest straight at this at this individual who uh, nimbly sort of uh, dodges out of the way uh, with a quick uh, what do you call it? oh a somersault there you go I'm like what do you call it when uh, you do a front roll <laughs> Athens kind of glances over at Virginia and then at the guy in the black cloak he's like you know that guy uh, actually, you're pretty sure that this person is a girl. And furthermore, Athanasius, uh, this person's a dragonborn. They have a tail. And by the look of it, uh, you are it's a little unclear, but they're probably maybe a brass dragonborn by the confirmation of their tail. Okay. Do you, do you know her? Is this golem made out of stone? The golem is made out of stone. And it has uh, that glowing orb in the center of its chest. And just like in the room before, that uh, um, it has sort of those like channels engraved all along its body. And light from the orb is running out along the channels as well and appears to be animating it. And as you watch the figure, it sort of like dodges that beam attack and then it swipes out. Uh, it has uh, a long knife in each hand and it sort of leaps straight at the golem and strikes it right in the chest, right in that glowing sphere. And as it does, it, it kind of plunges both knives deep into this, this chest cavity and the golem staggers backwards and the light starts to fade and it it kind of crumples to its feet. And as that happens, uh, Virginia actually kind of makes a weird sound and she drops her swords, pulls out the crossbow and lets a bolt fire. Not at the golem, at the figure that just uh, knifed it in the chest. Uh-oh. Hey, what the, what the hell? Yeah, uh, what do you guys do? I'm gonna, uh, without getting us into initiative here, I, I'm gonna let each of you kind of take one action before I say what happens next. It's worth noting that Athens already asked Vertinia if she knows that person and did not get a response. Yeah, Vertinia did not say anything in response to your question. So how far away are these two battling people? They're in the middle of the room and you just entered it, so maybe uh, 60 feet? Who's who's first? Uh, Anyone who wants to go first. I'm not going to make you guys roll initiative. Just if any of you want to do anything before I say what happens next, I'm going to give you one one thing that you can do. I mean, Athens already has his crossbow ready, and he's going to aim it, but he's not going to shoot yet. 
Okay, who are you aiming it at? At the person that Virginia. <laughs> the golem is d- down, right? It seems to be falling. Yeah, the light is f- is fading from the channels now that the uh, the light uh, faded immediately from the orb as soon as the knife uh, sort of broke it. So I'm gonna aim at the figure. Okay, flower. Is there anything you wanted to do? Um, I certainly don't want to kill this person right away. So I don't know. I'm kind of jostling Virtinia's crossbow and being like, hey, what's what's going on here? Who is this? You don't have to kill them. Uh, Caden doesn't know what to do. You don't have to do anything. I'm just giving Caden's you an option. Caden's not going to do anything. All right, Caden does nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Virtinia... I, actually, I like, I like to play it this way, since this is what Flower did. Virtinia was about... So she brought up her her crossbow and clearly aimed it at the figure and and flower seeing her comes over and sort of jostles her a little bit and so the shot uh doesn't doesn't hit it it goes a little wild and and bounces off the wall instead and when that happens the figure who just finished killing this golem whips around and seeing your party all of a sudden uh you see her reach uh into a pouch at her side and she pulls out three what look like uh, like little metal balls and she oh here we go yep and she casts them uh at you guys uh, they just sort of clink on the floor like little metal marbles and then uh they burst open and out pours a thick cloud of just the thickest possible black smoke i hold my uh, breath that obscures your vision entirely can wants to cast gust as soon as he can to blow it away okay um, I actually, so this is fun. I actually read the rules on on how this works, and it says, "Let me look it up," because I knew I, I I knew you were gonna do that. And let's see. Or with a worker, whichever one would work better. Uh, this uh, any area filled with the smoke is heavily obscured. Uh, the smoke lasts for one minute. A moderate wind at least ten miles per hour can disperse it in four rounds. A strong wind at least twenty miles per hour can disperse it in one round. So, uh, I believe gust. What does gust count as in terms of its wind speed? Do you know? That doesn't say. Mm. All right, let's count it as that. I would say since it can only push you five feet, I'm gonna say it's probably that ten miles per hour wind. So you're gonna need to use it for four rounds to completely disperse this. Uh, I I would allow you to make a path through it faster than that. Okay, I try to, like, shoot it in, like, a straight line between us and where I last saw the person. Okay. Um, you sort of... Like, I'm like, trying to clear a path. You... Make a tunnel. Yeah, yeah you sort tunnel. of blast a path through it. Um, that's momentary, because this stuff is swirling all around. And as you do, uh, the place where the figure was a moment before is now gone. Uh, so the figure has moved. And then... Uh, the smoke sort of swirls back in to cover the place that you cleared with that single blast of air. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Oh, okay. Well, I guess, are we going to do initiatives or something? Let's roll initiative just to keep track of what's going on. Because you know what? Virtinia did open combat. 20. Okay, well, Caden K- rolled it. Oh, damn it, 19. <laughs> 13. Okay, all right. Um, Flower, you are up first. That's great. <laughs> Flower's not quite sure what to do, but 
I guess his hunter senses take over and it's like, something's trying to escape, better stop it from doing that. So um, I'll run in. I'll try to take the path that um, Caden made with Gust. And am I able to get like past this cloud with 30 feet of movement? No, you are not. Um, okay. Yeah, at the end of it, you're still sort of uh, engulfed in smoke. That's right, why the path didn't last very long. Caden had to sort of use all his strength to get all the way through it. All right, I'll just keep moving till I'm past the cloud then. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, if you uh, take all your turn just moving, you can uh, you come out of it on the other side. All right, what do I see? You see uh, what was in the room before, uh, which was... Uh, two golems already lying uh, incapacitated on the floor, now joined by a third. You see three hallways other than the ones you came in. Uh, one straight ahead, one, you know, directly to the right, and one directly off to the left. Uh, no sign of where the figure has gone. Uh, this person must be able to move pretty, pretty darn fast, because you don't see them. And in case you think I'm pulling DM trickery, this person really can move very fast. I'm not, I'm not bullshitting this. That ruins what Caden was going to do. Oh, okay. Well, you'll have to think of something else awesome to do. I, I'm sure I'm sure something else awesome will present itself. Okay. Caden runs through the fog cloud. Okay. To where flowers. Caden has a movement of 25 feet, right? Yeah. So his, oh. his dashing won't quite... I'm sorry, excuse me, take him all the way out of the cloud. But if I'm using it as my full turn. Yep. So you only get 50 feet instead of 60. Yeah, shop talk. It's got a radius of 60 feet. (sighs) Yeah. She threw three of those things, so. Where did she throw them? Right at you guys. Okay. Yeah. Screw that. Now Caden's lost. (laughs) Help! He does still have his wind powers, though, so I'm not too worried mm. about Caden. I just hear him, like, shuffling around about five feet away from me in the smoke. <laughs> you just sort of reach in and pull him just out. Just reach your arm into the gaseous cloud. You feel my, you, feel my cloak yeah, you, and just pull me out. You, you trip over my tail at one point. <laughs> All right. Are we just going to run through the cloud? I don't know what happens when. Um, would my heat sense have picked up on this person at all? It goes to a range of about 30 feet. I'm trying to remember what it's blocked by. I imagine a lot of stone. Yeah, what, um, what is, tell me exactly what the range on that is. 30 feet. Oh, yeah, not quite so much. Yeah, if it was a little bigger than that, you'd probably be able to tell which hallway they went down, but... Oh, thank if, you. If they went they down went a hall- one of the hallways. Well, okay. okay, you know what? The DM is like, oh, three hallways. There, There isn't too much else they could have done unless they're still hiding in the room, which you don't know. They could be. Um, okay. Athens yells at the other two. I'm taking the middle hallway. And he runs down the middle hallway. All right, well, it's, it's going to take you a little bit to reach the middle hallway because you have to run through the cloud first, which you can do, and then you'll still be like a turn of running away from the middle hallway. Okay. Because you'll be like halfway across the room at that point. Okay, well, I run towards the middle hallway then. Okay. But I yell to the others to make sure they know what I'm doing. Okay. 
Uh, Virtinia, too, is going to run through the cloud. She has not dropped her crossbow. She's reloaded another coral into it. And as you guys reach the center of the room and Athanasius calls out that he's going to take the middle hallway, all of a sudden you hear another sound coming towards you from the middle hallway. And out of it spill three uh, little guys. Uh, they're like little mini golems. Uh, they ha- yeah mini aw. what mini golems mini golems. Oh, they have much smaller little like chips of light in their chests, uh, and they have pretty small bodies and like almost no heads. But they have huge hands. <gasps> Give me a high five. Yeah, Kevin. They almost look a little bit like the guys from uh, Skyward Sword. You know the guys in, like, uh, Laneru Desert? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, little bodies, big hands. I'm definitely thinking Golette, the Pokemon, but with big old chunky hands. Yeah, they're a little bit like that, too. They honestly don't have feet. They're just sort Aww. of floating in the air a little bit. And then they got these big arms, or big hands. Um, And they come right towards you. Not to give you a high five, unfortunately. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com. And you can find us on Twitter, at TableTalesCast. This podcast was edited and produced by me, Cloud. Our theme music is by Adhesive Wombat. Special thanks to Matt Marshall for all his help and advice. I literally couldn't have done this without you. This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us again next week on Tales from the Table.